Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. Ito pong series natin na to, Beyond Kings and Kingdoms, uh, we're very deliberate. Uh, this is in fact a series on seeing our nation built. If you remember yung pong ating tayo na series, yun na. Uh, in addition to that, we also recognize that ito na po, May 1. This is now the beginning of, you know, well, these next nine days are going to be very critical for our nation. Well, not just nine days. Nine days leading up to the elections, but especially the counting that, that's going to happen after that. And uh, I pray that your stake in our nation would grow stronger as we go out and vote uh, next week. And we're, we're excited to participate because we are not hopeless. And in fact, as we talk about the book of Daniel, the idea of beyond kings and kingdoms is because even whoever God puts to be able to lead our nation in these next six years, the Lord is completely in control. It's beyond kings. God's plan for our nation is beyond kings and kingdoms. Uh, in fact, for Daniel, he was able to span at least two kingdoms or two empires and at least four kings. Did you see that? You could actually be used of God. And most of us have, see, have seen this. We can be used of God to, uh, to serve our nation even as the next president would come in and then the next one would come in and then the next one would come in. But us, we're serving our nation continually. We're standing in the gap. We're praying. We're believing God for change. You're raising your children to be the next leaders of our nation. We're reaching the campuses to raise up the future leaders. So Beyond the, all of that political process, we are continually working here at the grassroots to be able to see our nation eventually transform. Which is why we're talking about beyond kings and kingdoms. Um, with that, I'd like for us to begin reading from Daniel chapter 2. Uh, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn with us uh, to your Bible. Daniel chapter 2, we'll begin reading from verse 13 through 19. And then we'll pray. Let me begin with verse 13. It says here, So the decree went out, and the wise men were about to be killed. And they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Verse 14, Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Ariok, the king's captain, Why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the matter known to Daniel, and Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Verse 17, Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse 19, Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Lord, as we read that passage, Lord, we recognize how sovereign you are, how powerful you are, and we exalt you, Lord, over over our nation, over this nation that you have entrusted to us, over the nation of the Philippines, which is our inheritance coming from you as your people. Lord, thank you that we stand in the gap today and we ask that you would move mightily in our nation, especially over the next two or three weeks. And Lord, in the same way, 
that Daniel was used of you to be able to intervene in that national situation. Lord, enable us to also in our own little way be used of you as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Let me just connect and there you go. So as we talk about being beyond kings and kingdoms, and we read this particular passage in Daniel chapter 2, quick story behind that. Kung naalala po ninyo, this is that time that the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream. But usually, you know, for example, for Pharaoh, he had a dream. And so he, he shared the dream to Joseph, and then Joseph interpreted the dream. But Nebuchadnezzar brought it to the next level. You tell me the dream. And then, then I will know you have the power to interpret it. I, wow, okay. And of course, the enchanters, the sorcerers, all of these people who do, the magicians, you know, and the Chaldeans, they are the wise men. They are the ones with learning. Yeah. Now they, they, they talked to the king and said, no king or no man ever asked anything from that, you know, from us. I mean, you know, sino ka ba? Or along, along those lines. And so Nebuchadnezzar was so angry that he decided, I'm going to kill you all. And of course, Daniel and then Mishael Azariah, and those three, uh, sorry, we better we know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego there. So Daniel and his three companions, of course, they will be wiped out along with all of the wise men of Babylon. So this was the situation that Daniel was in. And of course, who else could actually interpret? When come to think about it, who would have the wisdom? No person would ever have. And, and Daniel represented that, in fact, when he went to the king, the king said, so are you able to interpret for me my dream? Daniel replied, no man could ever do that. But there is a God in heaven who is a revealer of mysteries. There is a God in heaven who can speak to you and he will give you wisdom to understand your dream. So back to the story. It happened that because of that, Daniel had to speak up. He had to speak up because otherwise, all of the wise men of Babylon, including them, would all be wiped out. Has God put you in a place that you may also need to speak up? Has God put you in a place that no one else would have what you offer? Has God put you in a place that there is not much truth in that place and only you holds the truth? And you might actually be used of God to speak into that situation, speak into that, speak into that place, and then bring about His purpose and His plans. Is your opportunity to speak up, will it be a danger to your life? Yeah, it could be. There are situations like that also. But will you receive God's wisdom and might for you to be able to speak up even if, even if it might be at the cost of your reputation, you might become unpopular, it might be a challenge to continue to go back to that place, especially if that's your workplace, uh, because you, because these people will now have a certain opinion of you because you spoke up truth to begin with. But will you be willing to do that because no one else will. That's the story of Daniel chapter 2 and let's dive into it together. I just borrow a clicker. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. So let's go back to verse 13. There you go. Thank you, Miles. So the decree went out and the wise men were about to be killed and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then Daniel replied, With prudence and discretion to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill 
the wise men of Babylon. Here was Daniel speaking first to the king's guard. Imagine niyo yung have you watched uh, uh, you know that that movie 300? Yeah, it's quite violent and not, not the, the the movie's not really clean. But the the idea of the king's bodyguard that would be the 300. And you remember uh, David's mighty men, the 30. That would be David's bodyguard as well. So think about that. Ariok is like the the commander of the king's bodyguard. This man is tough. This man, and he's looking for Daniel and his companions to be able to kill them. And it takes a lot of courage to actually be able to speak up. But Daniel was able to speak up with prudence and discretion. Now, prudence and discretion uh, that comes by uh, that comes in that comes through time. Prudence is being able to see situations. These are all different words for wisdom. Wisdom, insight, understanding, prudence, foresight, uh, discretion. All of those are, well, they have nuances, but they're generally the same thing. And wisdom could only come from God. So Daniel was able to speak to the uh, to, to Ariok and, you know, somehow, I guess, dampen the, the anger or the violence. And he, he said, and I like how he said it. He declared to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree of the king so urgent? So he wasn't saying, why do you need to kill us? What have we done wrong? He said, why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the matter known to Daniel. And verse 16, this is the more difficult part. And Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. What was happening here? Daniel had already had an opportunity to speak to Nebuchadnezzar before. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar was impressed with him and his three companions. Remember, they were ten times better. That was in Daniel chapter 1. So here was another opportunity for him to speak. But Nebuchadnezzar is angry. you know, And he's angry with all of the enchanters and the wise men of Babylon. And, and for Daniel to be able to speak up in this way took a lot of courage and took a lot of wisdom. And you know that was actually wise. He just said, Give us some time. He went in and requested, talking about his demeanor, he requested the king to appoint him a time. Give us some time. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying don't do it. You know, don't, don't kill all of the wise men. I'm just saying, give us a time so that we might be able to come back to you and we might show the interpretation to the king. The first major lesson from this passage is to speak up where truth is not spoken. To speak up where truth is not spoken. There will be situations that no one else has the answer except you because you're the Christian. You're the one who reads the Bible. You have a certain perspective. Everyone in your workplace, they're dumbfounded. Pero for some reason, there is insight that comes to your mind and it's an opportunity to speak up. But you might need to go out on a limb because you don't know how they will react, how they will respond to what you have to say. But would you be willing to receive wisdom encouraged from God to speak up where truth is not spoken. Our classrooms are like that. Usually it's the bullies who speak up, you know, and their voice is heard. It's the ones who have, you know, who, who are not, uh, what do you call this, the, the ones who um, who talk about things, yung pinagyayabang yung mga ginagawa nilang mga mali. Those would usually be the voices that you would hear. For example, if you're in a workplace, and the supervisors, the managers, or the bosses are not really godly, and they talk about uh, corruption, they talk about opportunities to take advantage of people, that's a place where truth is not spoken. What would you do about it? 
Would you be, you know, do you, do you also feel the churning in your heart, in your stomach? Na, ah, kaya lang Lord, nakakatakot. What will they think of me? I remember when I, when I was still in college, one of the challenges that was given to us is to speak up even though it is unpopular. To speak truth even though it is unpopular. If you're in a place that there is so much darkness and you're the only light, I pray that you might begin to think again why God put you there. In your workplace, in your community, in your classroom, in your industry, amongst your fellow businessmen, why has God put you there? Let me give an example from Scripture. Uh, sorry, from, so before we go there. You, do, you, um, do you remember that, you know, there will be times that your faith will be challenged because your team will want to go a certain way. And if you are that kind of person that does not want to rock the boat, you will really just choose to be silent. You know, my, my children watched that movie, Aladdin. And uh, who was that girl again who kept on singing that? I won't stay silent. There, there. Some of you might know that. So they sing that. Jasmine, there you go. No, no, the actual movie star, I mean. So the actress. So they would sing that. I, I almost memorized the song uh, at our house. But then they would say that, I won't stay silent. I pray that we may have the same conviction when it comes to truth. When it comes to truth that is not popular because you represent God you represent His Word. You represent the church. You represent truth. Would you not stay silent? Another major example that will be given an opportunity to do is this. We will have a chance to speak up on May 9. Now, many people would, would have rant about the government and say, Oh, why are they not doing what's, what they're supposed to be doing? You know what? Every six years, we are given an opportunity as a people to speak up and change what needs to be changed in the government with our vote. Some of us might say, oh, it doesn't go far naman kasi. <laughs> diba? What, what can my vote do? Well, you never really know. Because God can do something with your vote. And it's difficult to continue to complain if you didn't even vote yourself. We could need to complain about the government. And you didn't even vote. What did you do about your vote? That was your opportunity to speak up, to participate, and to be used of God. Let it be your five loaves and two fish that would be put at the feet of the master. And then let God be the one to multiply it and do what He wants to do with it. At least, on your part, you did speak up where truth was not spoken. That's an opportunity for us. Ito, an assurance. Not in, not, also in Daniel chapter 2, but uh, not necessarily in the passage that we read. But in verse 21, it says there, when Daniel was worshiping God after he received the revelation, he was talking about God. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. That's a huge assurance for us. That in the end, it is not the vote of the people. It is not the vote of the majority that sets up people in the presidency or in the senate or in the vice presidency, or in the major places of authority in our land, it is, God's, it is God's sovereignty. But I will still participate because it is my faithfulness, and it is what God is looking for from me. But the Lord will be the one to set up kings and kingdoms. And I tell you this, He has good intentions for our nation. As we worship God and lift up our nation to Him, in fact, towards the end of His message, we're going to have some time of worship. The purpose is not so much 
just to receive from God. That's usually part of what we do in worship, right? But we'd like to be able to intercede, to stand in the gap for our nation and ask Him, Lord, you still do reign over our nation. May your reign continue. May you be the one to set up kings and kingdoms. And may you be the one to do what you will for our nation. By your mercy. All right, back to the passage. So we go to verse 17. What happened after? So Daniel spoke up where truth was not spoken. After that, Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. So here was now Daniel telling them, uh, I committed ourselves, I committed myself not to the king. <laughs> uh, we have to say, we have to have something to give him, you know. Uh, pray with me, all right? Let's see God. Whether he spoke up or not, they'd be destroyed. Did you know that God might actually have put you in situations like that? That whether you speak up or not, the negative thing will happen. Speak up na lang. Just so that there will be, might be an opportunity for God to still be able to turn things around, uh, to turn things around for you. Verse 18, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Now, you might say, oh, it was actually quite self-serving. Well, it was a difficult or a dire situation, yes. But I would like to go so far as to say that Daniel was standing on behalf of his companions and the rest of the wise men of Babylon. This was, this was God orchestrating something such that he wanted to be able to put Daniel right there at the forefront to be able to speak to the king because no one else can. No one else can. Our challenge is to speak up for the sake of others. Would you be willing to do that too? Would you be willing to speak up for the sake of others? There will be, in fact, I'd like to ask the question, sino pa kaya? Sino pa kasi ba? Sino pa ba? Who else can? Who else will? Especially in your context, you're the only Christian in the workplace. Who else will? Who else has the truth? Who else has something to say to begin with? I pray that we might speak up, not just because truth is not spoken, but also for the sake of others. Did you know that we do that regularly in our home? That it's called parenting. You speak up to your children. You have to tell them, this is what will happen if you go that route. And of course, it's still your decision. You're already adulting. But you have to hear that I've been there, done that, and this is what happened. And you need to hear truth. We do that to our children in the context of parenting. We do that, ito matinde, we do that with the gospel. We speak up because people's eternities are at stake. We speak up because it's for their sake. Otherwise, ejahi kasi, nakakaya naman. And what will he think of me? Yeah, I understand. All of those are valid. And I too, all the more with me. Because I'm an introvert. I'm a timid guy. But, but, but is this person's eternity at stake? What will I do? Will I, will I still speak up? And will I receive the, the wisdom and the boldness from God to be able to do so? Or will I really just stay silent? Would you be willing to be used of God to speak up for the sake of others? For the sake of others. Especially for those of you in places of influence and leadership. I, I like this passage in Proverbs uh, 31. It is, um, you know, it's the mother of Solomon speaking to him. And this is what he said, verse 4. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Then further he says, Open your mouth for the mute 
for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. God may have put you in places of authority. Whether you're the head of your department, you're the one who owns the school, or you're a faculty member, or maybe you're the advisor of this particular class. God has put you in a place of authority. In that place of authority, I pray it would not be wasted. May the Lord use you to be able to open your mouth to defend people, to be able to speak truth to them, to let justice flow, to let the righteousness of God be exalted. Especially, there are those of you here that, that might be either in the legislative or the executive or the judicial side of government. If you're in such a place of authority, I pray that you might take to heart what, what, uh, what Solomon also received from his parents, saying that open your mouth for the sake of those who are destitute, for the sake of those who need justice, for the sake of the poor and needy. May God use you to defend them. Speak up for the sake of others. Another example would be the story of Esther. Of course, you remember, Mordecai, he's like, uh, uh, how do you call that, surrogate father, uh, told her, you know what? There might be a reason why God's put you in that place to begin with. But it says there, if you, for if you keep silent at this time, that's in Esther chapter 4 in verse 14. Sorry, wrong reference up, up there. In Esther chapter 4 uh, in verse 14, if that be the case, that hey, hey, if you keep silent at this time, Mordecai says, the Lord will still deliver Israel by some other way. But you and your father's house, you will perish. And then Esther was convinced. He was, she was still afraid, but she was convinced. And she had to say, ask all the people to fast for me. And then I will appear before the king. And if I perish, I perish. But she was willing to be used of God to be able to speak to the king for the sake of others, for the sake of others. Then finally, as it turns out in the story of Daniel, in verse 19, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Buti na lang. <laughs> Buti na lang the Lord spoke. Otherwise, Daniel would not have anything to say to begin with to King Nebuchadnezzar, but the Lord spoke to Daniel that night. Now, in the story of Daniel, there are times that he would pray. And then sometimes it would take three weeks for the answer to come. Praise God, it was quicker this time, okay? Tonight, uh, that same night, the answer came. And then, so he received it and he went to the king. One final lesson from this passage is to speak up what you've heard from God. Now, many of us have our own platforms. Let's say, for example, social media. And we say a lot of things there. Not all of those things are all often helpful, right? <laughs> we just, sometimes we just rant, okay, on social media. You know. But would you be willing to repurpose it? To let your platform be repurposed. To let your platform be repurposed to only speak, to speak where truth is not spoken, to speak up for the sake of others, and to speak only what you've heard from God. What you've heard from God. Because in reality, yeah, we have a lot to say. Possibly. There are those of us who have a lot to say, you know, who like to talk. You've got a lot to say. But not everything that you say, you'll probably be helpful, Right? but only those that you've heard from God. Every time we, your pastors, preach here, part of our prayer is this. Lord, I pray that we would only speak what you would want us to speak and nothing more. And nothing more. Because I refuse using this pulpit to be able to bring in my personal opinions. Because that is not what you need to hear. What you need to hear is the Word of God. And Lord, I pray I may only speak 
what your word says and nothing more. May I not muddle the word of God by my own presuppositions or my own preferences or my own prejudice. Rather, I pray that we might be, your pastors pray this, that we might be able to properly represent the word of God, that we would only speak up what we've heard from God himself. What has God been telling you so far? Is there a nudge in your heart for you to stand up on behalf of the oppressed, to speak up on their behalf? Is there a nudge on you to be able to enter into that arena where it could really get chaotic? But your assurance that the Lord is on your side is when you speak up only what you've heard from God. Because if you represent God, then God will back you up. God will back up your words. And in fact, for the gospel, the Lord backs up our proclamation of the gospel with a demonstration of the gospel. Does that make sense? When you proclaim the gospel to people, be bold. Be bold to be able to pray for healing. Be bold to pray for miracles because that's like a 911 call to heaven. Because the Lord will back up with signs, wonders, and miracles the proclamation of the gospel to that person, to that family. Does that make sense? When you preach the gospel to people, you pray boldly because the Lord will demonstrate the power of His gospel in that moment for that friend or for that family member. There will be times that you'll be put into places. Some of you might even have prominent leadership positions. You might even be interviewed. You might speak up or you might need to appear before certain people in authority. What would you do in that moment? Oh, I haven't heard from God. I was not able to do what Daniel did. I was not able to go to my friends and say, pray and fast or pray with me. And I was not able to seek God for a whole day before I would even appear before people. Well, God gives you an assurance too. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus was talking to his disciples and saying, the day will come, you'll be persecuted, you'll be placed before kings. In that moment, this is what will happen. Matthew chapter uh, chapter 10, verse 19. Again, I'm sorry for the reference up there. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour, right in that moment. The Lord will speak through you. It will no longer just be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Will you be willing to take the step of faith to go out on a limb and put your reputation online? On the line, not reputation. Put your reputation on the line and be willing to, to receive, uh, to, to receive, uh, um, um, what do you call this? Perspectives or, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Negative comments or backlash for the sake of the word of God. For the sake of what he wants you to say in that situation and to that people. Would you be willing to speak up? To speak up where truth is not spoken for the sake of others. And to speak only what God has spoken to you. So to conclude this, would you be willing to speak up as God gives you wisdom, especially when staying silent will result in the destruction of lives. The challenge of this passage from Daniel is for us in your own places of leadership, sphere of influence, in your families, in your communities, to speak up with the wisdom of God. Especially because you know if I stay silent, it will result in the destruction or the loss of lives. Us speaking up this coming May 9 during the elections, that's love for our nation. It's more, more than a political statement. It's, it should not even be a political statement because God is non-partisan. <laughs> he raises people up, right? So when we go out there, it's not a political statement. It's a love for our nation statement. 
Lord, this is me participating. This is me speaking up. Especially because the lives of people are on the line. The lives of the generations. My children's children. They will be the ones to inherit the government that we pass on. So Lord, here I am. I'm speaking up because I, I, I recognize that me staying silent will not be, will, will not be helpful. Let me just conclude with these few things. The Lord will give you prudence and discretion. The same way that he gave that to Daniel. The Lord will also give you wisdom and might. This is towards the end when Daniel was worshiping God. He was saying, to you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and might. We need both. You need wisdom. What to say? Might. The courage to be able to say it. Because many times we would rather cower down and not rock the boat, and not shake the waters. Speak up as God gives you wisdom, especially when staying silent will result in the destruction of lives. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.